0: Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of The Magic Cast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 176. Sadly, it's not a hat trick of uh, solo pods. I have a returning guest. I have Joey. How are you, Joey? Good. How are you, Scott? I'm cold. (laughs) It's freezing here in the UK. (laughs) It's bitter cold where I am in Swindon. Uh, I
1: hear the same thing from Canada. Don't worry about
0: it. Yeah, it's it was minus five earlier. We were talking off pod. I was supposed to go to Walsall Swindon on Saturday. That got called off at half nine as I was, as I was getting ready. And I'm off. I was supposed to be off to a game tomorrow. Uh, uh, Swindon was supposed to play Stevenage. Stevenage knocked out Aston Villa in the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago, and that game got called off about thirty minutes ago. So I have a free Tuesday night where I might watch. Lazio AC Milan and hope both teams just play out the worst game of football ever and Roma still remain in the top four just one point behind AC Milan oh, we get there um yes, should we talk about yesterday's game but just do, do you want to talk about Juventus quickly there was a bit of a, an interesting story to talk uh, to come out on Friday minus 15 points This had implications in the in the league table Roma were bumped up a spot before yesterday's game oh it's it's gonna be a long six months of hearing stories coming out left right and center I heard I've read today that Napoli could be uh implemented over the Victor Osterman deal and then you see clubs spending shitloads of money and Roma scrimping and saving to spend seven million on Zeki Celik and that's it it's a bit interesting do you think it's going to be a a fun six months ahead and stories coming out left right and center
1: oh definitely scott um look for the juventus case i mean i'm not saying this as a as a roma fan but i think justice should be served for teams that are trying to manipulate capital Mm. gains plus as they say right because that just helps your team uh get better overall if people I, I don't know which way people see it or how they think of it. But when you do these type of deals, it helps you financially to get better players for your own team to start. So when you have deals like Aldero 20 million and you have guys never heard of going seven, 8 million just to be loaned back, especially if you look at their, their recent history with Genoa, Genoa was one of the biggest culprits with them. Mm. It's, I, I I don't know. I just think even if it was for Roma, as a Roma fan, Scott, like if Roma did something wrong and they deserve to be penalized, I say good. That's that's what will make the league get better. Uh, mm. I would say overall. But you know, I I just I can't agree with Juventus fans just uh, saying we should uh, cut our subscriptions and uh, watch them illegally. I've been seeing all those on Twitter. Uh, I saw that, Just I saw because. That, you know, yeah, just because they're they're a club, you should be mad at the management of the club, not the not the broadcasters and cutting money from the funding of the league. It just it doesn't make sense, and same with Napoli, I mean they had a shady deal with oshiman if if it comes to light that they did something wrong, which it looks like it. Mm. Uh, I believe one of their players uh said it, Scott, that I don't even think he ended up signing for Lille. really and yeah wow. it's on it's on Twitter, it's one of the lesser known players, so. If something comes up with it, I mean, if they need to be deducted points or sanctioned even a fine, like, it should be justice for the league. This is the only way the league will grow is if the corruption will stop. So I think it's a fair judgment Uh, so far. I just don't know if it will stand because there is an appeal to be coming. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I saw it was nine points on Friday, and when the ruling came out, it was 15. I was a bit surprised. There has been shady deals in the past. I think we've all said it and talked about it on social media and stuff like that. I think Chievo and Chizena about four or five years ago met, uh, got done. Um, you look at the the dealings as well with the amount of money, as you said, Odaro, 20 million. I think it was Cherry who went from Juve to Caleri for like 7 million. It's bounced around. Storaro with, as well. Yeah, Storaro. But, and then the loan deal, Nicola Ravella. Uh, we could talk about the manual Locatelli deal. I think that was a free loan for two years and then 40 million. I'm, that, I'm, I, that's what I've read and heard. I've heard on podcasts, but that's a topic for a, a different day. It was just something I might wanted to talk about as it hit the Calcio news on Friday evening UK time and Friday, I say early afternoon for you guys on, on over in the uh, USA and Canada. It was just a bit of a shock to the system after Juve went on eight, winning eight games in a row and then uh, losing to Napoli and then just had an absolute shocker over the last week or so and then drew 3-3 last night, um, which was actually a good result for Roma. Um, so we'll talk about yesterday's game. Spezia nil Roma 2. Il Faron, as he's known on Google, Stefan El-Sharari. I love that one when he's he's known as Il-Faron. If you uh, look at yesterday's result, it says it doesn't say Stefan El-Sharari, it just says Il-Faron. And then um, Tammy Abraham. Paolo Dybala with two assists. You asked a question a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) Joey, which did make me laugh. Where do you reckon Roma would be without Dybala? Because his start to 2023 has been exceptional, was it? An assist against uh, Bologna, scored against Genoa, two goals against Fiorentina and two assists yesterday. It's been a really exceptional start. And it it seems to be clicking really well with Tammy Abraham.
1: Oh definitely. Uh Scott, if uh <laughs> if I answer my own question, uh where would we be without Dybala? If we be definitely lower yeah, we'd be lower in the table, mid table maybe. We would be relying still on corner kicks and uh and penalty kicks to be honest, like set pieces. Because uh Mikatarian was our glue last year and he's what he was yes made made us going and now this year it's it's definitely DiBala. Uh so as for the game yesterday I thought the first 15 to 20 minutes we 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 didn't look dominant we looked kind of maybe scared um I I'm not really saying Spezia did better but we looked kind of shaky to begin but then after that I think Roma kind of got their feet stuck in uh they started to impose a you know their a bit of dominance I'm not saying they they completely you know dominate Spezia but they made the match more comfortable uh, they definitely made the match more comfortable. Uh, they ended up getting the great goal on the counterattack at the end of the mm-hmm. first half. And uh, second game, second half, Sorry, they, they got that goal from Tabby Abraham. Nice, wonder goal that he scored. Uh, basically nutmegged uh, uh, Caldara and then had a good finish on the keeper. And they just managed the performance professionally from there. So no worries. Spezza didn't even have a shot on target. So... It was really a managed professional game. And I did like that they didn't overspend energy, mm. um, which was which was really, really nice. You know, they have a big game against Napoli. I just thought everybody played super well, uh, especially on the wings. Selevsky uh, has grown uh, so much, even just in 2023 compared to when we did the year in review. Uh, I, I find he's looking better and better. And same with Celleck. Uh He's looking very good, especially defensively on the... Uh, the right wing-back position. And that's what you need in a three-back. You need dominant wing-backs to make the formation successful. And, of course, having Dybala, fully healthy Dybala, is, is making us score goals from open play. So we're getting spoiled.
0: Yeah, so is that five goals in three games from open play? That's <laughs> the goal against yeah, Genoa. We're, yeah. we're not. We're getting definitely line.
1: spoiled, Scott.
0: Yeah, we're not over reliant on set pieces and uh and penalties at the moment. No, Joe, you're absolutely spot on. I, I said that on social media yesterday. Um I think the first 20, 15 20 minutes we were a bit poor, a bit sloppy and invited Spezia on to us. They had a high press and Roma struggled to play out from the back, which at times they tend to do. I think the lack of a ball playing center half has hurt Roma a little bit. I know Chris Mourlin plays the middle of the three and is exceptional. He is at defending and has been one of Roma's best players in the last three, four years. Him on the ball is not the greatest, but I think the last 25 minutes of the first half were, were fantastic. They managed to assert themselves really well. <clears throat> um, they even went direct for the goal. It was a great, uh, long ball from Smallin. um, came off the, one of the Spezia's, Spezia, uh, defenders. Um, came through to Al Sharari and Dabala. They played a nice little give and go and it was a nice little bit of um unselfishness from Dybala. I if that was another player on the pitch who was not in starting eleven. I think he would have shot. I did see some people on social media on say that. Um but
1: I was gonna mention that Scott. Yeah. I was gonna mention if it was another player which we'll talk about, mm. uh, I think he would have shot and we wouldn't have scored that chance.
0: Yeah, I agree. But um I do agree with you on the wing backs Chelik picked up a very. It looked like an, a horrible uh, impact finger injury. I know you're you're like your hockey and I like my cricket, so that, that's the type of injury you probably see playing those type of sports. I saw that and I thought, oh, that looks like a nasty injury. But uh, when it's all taped up and that, and then unfortunately he's going to miss the game against Nappy next week because he's suspended. So you probably see. Maybe I'd say Zule- Spinazzola. Yeah, Seleski on the right and Spinazzola on the left. Karsdorp the won't be called up. I think his time in in the capital was over. Um, and as you said, second half was just, um, I would say, complete control. Um, Spezia started to play a little bit better probably about the last 15, 20 minutes, but Roma pretty much dealt with it. The goal was from a, a poor defensive mistake. Abraham had Caldera on toast all game. Got himself booked. Um <clears throat> But yeah, really good performance. Um refereeing was a bit strange and a bit weird. Could have sent off Barabria if he on that challenge on um who was it on in the second half? Was it Mancini? Where he was a bit no yeah, small in. No, small in small Chris Small. Yeah. I was like, oh he's already on a yellow, and that yellow was dodgy. Penalty? Could it have been a penalty in the first half on Zaleski? Were he we clutching at straws? The guy in British commentary said it. He, he did clip his heel, and then it looked a, a bit interesting. There was another. I think was it a free kick though, or, or the VAR call? And it was just like could have been given, but refereeing was a bit strange.
1: Oh, I definitely agree, Scott. I I don't think the ref took complete control of the match. I do agree with the non penalty call. I, mm. I think it was accidental, and our commentators said they did agree that one. It, it was a little soft. They could have went either way. Uh, I'm not too angry about it, but some of the fouls uh, they were making, the one like you mentioned on spalling, I, yeah. I just don't know why the ref uh, wasn't making any calls. And and you know Roma were getting visibly frustrated with it. And I I just don't think he ever took control of the game. Luckily it didn't impact Roma. That's something I would think in the past would have hurt us, you know, not getting the referee's call, but we were able to that's so I said, maybe we, you know, a different growth and mentality in 2023. We were able to manage it barring all the referees' mistakes yesterday. And luckily we pulled through. And it's interesting, Scott, because Spets is not a not a, a bad a good uh, sorry a bad team to play mm. um a- at home because they're they only had one loss all year at home I don't know if you knew that so it's a it's a tough environment it's uh you know Gotti has that team at least at home playing structured organized uh organized football and uh we're I'm glad we came out to win especially a team that's only given up uh sorry has only lost one game at
0: home this season yeah, was they they were unbeaten in their last five. Five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I think Gotti his Spetsy side is gonna remind me of his Udinese side in the last couple of years, where they were fundamentally one of the hardest teams to break down and I think you would see that in the last couple of years. When he was there, I don't I think he was he took over was it? During the pandemic, or maybe after the season after, and his teams were quite hard to break down, and they were frustrating for the top seven. Udinese would normally uh, bloody the nose of the top seven, and I know Roma would go to the Furuli and struggle under when, under uh, playing Gotti. And it was just thankfully we managed to get a result against a side where. Maybe a couple of years ago we wouldn't have got a result, but it was a really good professional performance. Um, really good start to twenty twenty three. How have you felt with Roma in twenty twenty three? It's been a good good start so far. I think we may have said it on the pre the the, the last part of the year, well technically the first part of this year, where we wanted Roma to have a good start going into a big game this Sunday.
1: Oh, definitely, it's been a, a positive start. I mean, they've gotten four wins of five games, and the one game they drew is a draw against Milan. So mm. it doesn't feel as if it's like points that are dropped against a, an inferior opponent. So with four clean sheets as well, and you look at the start of twenty twenty three. We're f- uh, now we've managed to pass. We're at the halfway point. Mm. Last year we were at thirty two points. While this year we were at thirty seven. So this start has helped us to gain five points more than last season, and if you look at the difference in points too, we're getting points off the big teams. If you take the five points, well, where do those those five points come from? Well, the away win against Inter Milan, the draws against Juventus and AC Milan, which mm-hmm. were games we lost last year. So it's been a positive start. You can't, I mean, you can't say anything negative. Sure, we'd like to score a little more goals, but that's the way Mourinho, you know, how he sets he sets his teams. Uh, brilliantly defensively i don't know if you know scott and uh i was gonna mention it about expected goals we officially <laughs> have the lowest expected goals against in all of europe uh, yeah right. i
0: saw that is it us i say us quotation marks as yes, roma so atletico madrid is, is in the top five i saw yes barcelona yeah. is as well yeah i saw that. that's so, really good i thought uh, atletico would be because if anyone's watched la liga diego Simeone's side uh quite defensive in the last couple of years. I think he's got that Argentine mentality where we'll score one, but you're going to have to, yeah, we'd have to, we, we will defend for our lives for that clean sheet. And um, you can see that with Roma recently, haven't you? And especially this this year. Well, I I did say this yesterday that <clears throat> the World Cup definitely come at the uh, the right time because that team was sleepwalking through the last three four games of the first half of the of the uh of the year second half of the year he got a rejuvenated and fit to bala abraham seems to be taking his chances i think three months ago he would have missed that chance he was very calm in front of goal yesterday he celebrated by winning a header on the halfway line yesterday near the touchline which was brilliant to see we were about 10 minutes left Um, but yeah, everything seems to be clicking. I'm not getting overconfident. I'm just taking it game by game by game because Napoli ahead on Sunday evening, the Derby of the South, the Derby of the soul. That's going to be horrible. And I'm, I'm dreading watching that already. And then it's, what is it? Uh, is it Empoli-Lecce or is it Lecce-Empoli? I know it's that one of those two, and then I think it's Cremonese in between the Salzburg games. So it's a, a reasonable next three, four weeks, and you've got Cremonese again in the Coppa Italia next week. It's it's going to be an interesting next three, four weeks, isn't it, Joey? I think the confidence, I wouldn't say a swagger, but things are looking, I say whisper it quietly, they're looking a lot better than they did before the start, uh, before the end of 2022. It's quite refreshing.
1: Oh, definitely, uh, Scott. And we were we were talking about uh, how players have grown, and if you just look at the the, the partnership of the center backs, even mm. Mancini, who sometimes yeah, I was going to uh, mention, are not a huge fan of. He's uh, he's shown massive improvement just in twenty twenty three, and look, Mourinho. Mourinho said it best, we, we we do better when we only play once a week, and that's been mm. sort of the trend barring the, the Coppa Italia game. Uh, we're definitely better rested and we're more prepared, and that's what's going to be key coming up to uh, to Napoli, right? We have another week where it's just uh, one game, so we have a full week to prepare, and then it's going to be Cremonese the Coppa Italia, mm. afterwards. But then after that, yeah, we have Empoli and Lecce, and those look like winnable games. But with all the players doing well, focusing on our defense organization, with the the center backs doing well altogether, we mentioned the wing backs. We still have the midfield problem. I mean, Cristante was uh, all right. I thought Matic was better than him, but Cristante was all right. But, I mean, if there's one guy to pick out of the midfield or or a position, really, that we need to just – be better at. It's definitely that. So definitely hoping for Wijnaldum. And then the front line is clicking. Obviously, De Bala is uh, is the focal point, but he's making everything happen. He's the fastest Roma player since 2004 and five to have 10 uh, contributed goals for the team in the league. So uh, you can really see he's making his mark. Abraham's been much more confident. We're hoping some of the backups play a role. That's going to be key when you have two games a week. You know, I'd like to see what soul can bring. Uh, like to see if camera can get back in, maybe help the midfield. And ultimately if Wijnaldum can, can finally return to injury, he can, he can help us in the one, you know, the one, our weakest spot, which is our midfield. But overall seems positive. All the players are stepping up and we've had a good five games to start.
0: Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I did watch the Monza Sassuolo game earlier in the day. Um, there was a play place for Sassuolo? I think all Roma fans have been thinking about that. Although he could be, he could play well in that midfield. I did say he was De Rossi two point and that's Davide Frattese. Um I would love him in the side. I think he would make the midfield and the attack click and be the link between the two. I am um, just putting it out there. May see it in ju- uh, in in the summer. Um, Sassuola above the relegation zone. I never thought I would say that. Um, but yeah, um, overall, it's been a really good start. Um, Shall we go on to... I wanted to mention Gianluca Mancini, as you said. Um, he hasn't been booked, for, I think it's for five games, <laughs> which is... A
1: record. Which is, yeah,
0: which is really, really good. Um, I think he's had four yellows uh, in Serie A this season. I I put a tweet and it got um, a lot of affection, a lot of likes, and a couple of quotes tweets. And I think a lot of Roma fans have agreed. But he's had a really really assured start. Twenty twenty three had the captain's armband um, for a bit yesterday. I think he did after Cristante went off. But he's been really impressive. He looks like he's a bit more assured. I think one the the break may have done him good. But he looks less hot headed and more calm, more assured. And he's he's been one of Roma's brightest sparks of 2023. I think he's been one of Roma's, I think, um, I think some people say most improved player of the year, but I've been really impressed with him. And I think this is what I wanted to see from him. He looks, he's, He's ready to. He'll he'll run for a brick wall for anyone. He's that type of player. You know who his favorite player was. His his idol was Marco Materazzi, and it shows why. He's hot headed. Um, It it doesn't really talk that much on the pitch, to. uh, that much like he used to but what's your thoughts on Mr Mancini he's been really he's played really well so far hasn't he this year I keep saying this year I know it's a small sample size and I apologise but he's been one of Roma's most improved players this, this year because he's hardly put a foot wrong and we also scored an absolute worldie on the first game of the year. If that went in, I think Twitter would have went in. Roman Twitter would have went into meltdown. Just, I think he nearly scored from like thirty-five yards out. If that went in, oh, Calto Twitter dead. Twitter would just sign off. Just end twenty twenty-three there in in the first week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're used to seeing those wonder goals on us, but it would have been nice yeah. change if uh, if Mancini scored. But Noah uh, Scott, he's been. He's been tremendous. Uh, I I'm generally surprised how much he he improved since the start of 2023. Not level headed, uh, he seems to be talking more professionally to refs when something yeah. happened rather than just being that hothead speaking to them. You know, as if he's so angry. He almost scored yesterday as well. Uh, the the that corner kick, there was that flick from Abraham. He was just, just a little just off. A, that yeah, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, so he could have added a goal there, but he was really close, and he's been really, really solid defensively. Like nothing has gotten by him. I mean, we'll see him. He's gonna have a good test against Napoli against one of the best wingers, mm. you know, in Kvara uh, coming up. So we'll see what happens. But between him and I'll, I'll mention Celic because they they kind of you know play together on that right side. He just maybe also the help of Celic. They just been. Mm. He's just he's just as grown, yeah, and just having someone like Chalik, because you, you know Karsdorp, right? He kind of, uh, and towards tacky. the end, he just wasn't playing well. Like, it, it doesn't help your center back when your right wing back was supposed to help you defend on that side. It mm-hmm. doesn't help when, you know, your head is not there and you're not really putting your 100% effort and you're not there defensively. So I think that's part of it, but just himself not getting the yellow cards, he's just improved li- like the rest of the team. So everything's been clicking... And I'm really glad to see Mancini's improved. This is what we always wanted for Mancini. So he's finally cementing as like a proper centre-back and it's really something great to see.
0: It's taken three and a half years, but yeah, it's, it's really good to see. I think him, Smolian and Abanez have been exceptional uh, this year and for most of the season. But yeah, should we talk about the elephant in the room? The big white elephant? As We've got, what is it, nine days left of the transfer window? Nine or ten days. Um, a particular player wasn't called up for the last couple of games. There was rumours of him wanting to go. That came out in the press. There's been links to Premier League clubs. Over here, I think Brighton, Hove Albion under De Zerbe, uh, Tottenham Hotspur under Conte, and West Ham under David Moyes um, are all looking at this type, at this particular player, <clears throat> Atletico Madrid have also been linked with a player, and then we got to hear the quotes of Jose Mourinho about Nicolas anioto yesterday, saying uh, he wants to leave, but I think he'll be a Roma player in 2023 at, at, at the uh, end of the transfer window. Um, the type of replacements we haven't seen those type of replacements. There was type of replacements banned. all about social media of. Um, Hakim Ziyech Um, Ziyech could have been a Roma player under Monchi, what was it, 2018 until he screwed up the deal and managed to piss off Ajax uh, one of Monchi's fine works Um, Gerard Delafeu was also linked and rumoured but Iose Perez from Leicester Um, but what's your thoughts on Zaniolo? do you think his time in the capital is over, I know he probably wants a fresh challenge and probably needs to get out Um, two new two big knee injuries last season was okay, but this season is a bit struggled at the moment. I've seen some people compare him to Cassano. I think that's a little bit harsh. Um, The talents there, but I just think injuries and form have just hit him at the worst time.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I do agree with Mourinho and I thought it was even before the quote, uh, Scott, I don't think he'll be gone um, by the end of this transfer mar- window, but there's a high chance he'll be gone by the summer transfer summer, window. Yeah. I, I just think the timing is the timing is off. Mm. It just it you, you you say this towards the end of the window, like shouldn't you tell Pinto and the rest of the management November, December, so they you can sh- yeah. you know try to plan an exit? But this is so late in the window, and to be honest, Scott – I think, I think this benefits nobody that this is happening. Roma are off to a great start and one of your, okay, he's not been best in terms of performance, but one of your biggest talents is deciding he wants to leave. Uh, you know, it kind of puts the club off. There's, there's so much things to worry about and this just adds another burden. And to me, the biggest loser in all this, Scott, is, is that it's his agent. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know his interaction to Roma, Claudio Vigorelli. He always talks out of turn. He always speaks when he doesn't have to. Uh, always says he has excellent relations with Roma, and then he wants his client to leave. And then to make it worse, usually when you say you want your, your player or your client to leave, you have an offer that came in. Roma doesn't even have a suitable offer. So there was nothing even planned or prepared, but you make this public statement. So I don't think he's handling Zaniolo well, and even Zaniolo himself is not handling as well, this well because this... This benefits nobody. It really does. And I think the person who said it perfectly, who put this best, who defended all parties as much as he could was Mourinho. And I'm glad he made those statements. Same. Because Mourinho said for for people who didn't mention, like you mentioned, Scott, it's sure he can leave if he wants. It's his choice. But, you know, we need a suitable offer. There's nothing there. Right now, and I think he'll be a player. And he defends Pinto. He thinks, you know, people think Pinto's a villain, but he's given a terrible situation to handle. Uh, so I don't think this benefits anyone. I think he remains. And look, if he really wants to leave in the summer, he's gotta show that he can play for the team. He's gotta it's gonna be hard to gain back the trust, but he's gotta show he can play for the team. He looked good at the beginning, uh, Scott. The first two, three games. Then remember what happened when he got that shoulder injury. Yes, um, yes. And he put him out yeah.
0: for three weeks. Yeah, was it the Atomantic and I think game? he
1: went back. That's right, and I think he when he came back, he looked like he was last year. I think it's a big difference is in in terms of his body form when up. he when he was playing well. He looked like, you know, a the slim footballer who can run at so much pace. I mm. really pay attention to these small details, and I think it matters. But when he came back, and same like Asher, he looks more like a, a bigger bodybuilder, mm. loses pace, and he can't perform the way he does. I, I think that makes a massive difference because although Roma, the first two games, didn't score as much. He looked very dangerous, you know, running onto the DiBala pass, especially DiBala's link-up and passes. He was make, making those dangerous runs. I I don't think it benefits anyone. I think Daniolo needs to get back into shape. Trust the trust. Uh, sorry, the team needs to trust, put trust into him. I know the locker room won't be the greatest after with him. Mourinho needs to make sure he can trust him again. Finish off the season well, and and I think he'll leave in the summer. But his agent, I think. Comes out the worst of this. I don't think he handled this well at all.
0: Yeah, we had the the talks of him extending the contracts. That was what was ongoing for what three four months. Then it went a a bit cold. Um, There was links with, but he doesn't
1: deserve it, Scott. That's the problem. No,
0: no, no. He's been problem
1: is he doesn't deserve. He's asking for Tammy Abraham and Pellegrini money, which is four point five million net per year. That is the rumored amount but he scored one goal this year in the league and he scored two goals last year in the league like he's supposed to I know goals aren't everything like there's there's a team aspect but even at that he doesn't we mentioned it he wouldn't have made that pass to El Sharari yeah, everybody knows shocked. it you don't have to mention the player if you're wrong with that you know it he he hasn't been playing with the team and he's not contributing goal wise so why would he deserve that that you can't you can't pay somebody just based off of you know, their potential talent alone. You got to actually show what you can do on the pitch. He hasn't shown it. And that's, that's why I think his agent hasn't handled this correctly.
0: So you think hundred percent, I'm sort of inclined with you. He'll be going in the summer. Do you think that's probably the best option for all parties?
1: Oh, definitely. They'll have more time to find a suitable replacement. Uh, it sucks because the the best way if they signed a reasonable deal, maybe they could have gotten more value. But mm. right now, you got to you know you got to repair the damage that is there. Unfortunately, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna leave in the summer. The worst case scenario, Scott, is really is if he does stay and he doesn't want to play or just look disinterested. Well, we lose a player for the rest of the season. That's mm. one player less because we can't get a replacement until we sell him. That's the unfortunate problem with Roma we're not like Chelsea where we have unlimited funds so we can't get a replacement in case he doesn't want to play so if Zaniolo stays it's it's not going to be good for him or for us if he doesn't you know earn back the trust of his teammates and of Mourinho because he's just going to sit on the bench us year and it hurts us as well we have one less option
0: yeah um Roma can't piss off piss piss off um uh, Roma can't spend silly money I was gonna say sp- spend silly s- silly shit money on Mudrick 85 million and offer him a seven-year deal we're not playing I would say f- uh, football manager but most clubs on that game don't have that amount of money um uh, but yeah it just seems it I think it's come a, a really interesting time this news where there there is there's a good start to 2023 um but he had parts to play at the the back end of 2022 in games where he played well he came on in against ludogorets um I, I, I was at that game and he completely changed it scored twice scored against Hellas verona um and played well i think he played well when he came on against samp in that absolute god awful game um If he offers Roma something going forward, I would use him. But if he doesn't want to be here, why would you keep a player who doesn't want to be here? Unless someone offers the right amount of money that the club wants. I did see numbers bound, uh, banded around. I think it was 35 million euros, which I would be fine with. If it's 30 million euros in the summer, was that 20, 28, 29 million pounds. You would snatch it off Two big knee injuries, not the best of form in the last 18 months he hasn't scored a league goal at the olympico since november 2019 which was against napoli when he scored that great goal from outside the box he hasn't scored a league A A league goal in three and a bit years that is madness he scored in europe at the the olympico but not in Serie. but Next nine days, Joey is going to be interesting. If someone off wants to offer him, offer the club money. Would you just? Would you? Would you take thirty million, thirty-five, round that ballpark? Uh, for,
1: yeah, I would. And if somebody does offer this window, I would definitely take it. If if the replacement rumor is true about Ziek, I've been a big fan of Ziek Scott. So. I wanted him in twenty eighteen before. He who shall not be named decided <laughs> I, not to, yeah, not to make that deal and then go get pastore. So oh. making it even worse instead. Yeah. But I've always been a fan of him. Um, I watch the Premier League. Um, so I, I think, um, uh, Chelsea, I'm not going to say has mistreated him, but I don't think they, they, see as much of the talent as maybe I do. I think he'd be suited for Roma. Uh, yes, he's a bit of a DeBaula esque. Uh, you know, he has a great range of passing link-up play. We would have a little bit of a problem if we play both of them together. Like, who's going to always run on to these, these passes? You know, we have Abraham, but it's good to have other players as well. I know this, but it's a suitable replacement. I think he'll do well here. So if an offer does come in, and I think it's a fair valuation for $30, 35000000 maybe with bonuses as well, uh, I would definitely do it this window, uh, given everything we've gone through with Zaniolo and he doesn't want to be here. Just to finish off, I think he would, uh, suit the club very well. Like I said, I, um, I watched him when he was playing with Chelsea, and I think he's really, uh, really a good player for them. Uh, and he does well in the Premier League to, to me anyway. So, uh, if we get that offer for Zaniolo, I think, uh, it'd be a good replacement for him, although a little older, and it could really help us making our run to Champions League. So that's, that's all I wanted to mention to finish off.
0: Um, I sent out um, uh, a message on, on social media about questions we've got one uh, it's Paul Jones he's a Chelsea slash Crawley fan uh, it's a good morning Tottenham are allegedly offering Brian Hill in the straights what was Zaniolo Gill played on the right wing for Sevilla and he was also on loan at Valencia last season in this brief appearances for Tottenham. Would he suit Roman's style of play? I'm not too sure. Um, he tends to look like, he looks like Howard from Big Bang Theory. Uh, that's what I remember of watching a little <laughs> bit of him. Um, he's, I wouldn't, if I was Roma, I would stay away with it if Tottenham wanted to do that. Um, what were your thoughts, Joey?
1: No, for Zenyolo, I would just want complete uh, just money or cash, if it comes from this, from Tottenham and from Vine Hill. Uh, uh, he had I've seen his like his history. Uh, he went on loan. He played well at Ibar. That's where he got noticed. Yes, yes. Then he was it was with Sevilla. Went to bought Tottenham in the deal with Lamella. Then he got loaned to Valencia, which he had no goals or assists, no goal contributions. And and then he went at Tottenham, and he's had four appearances, not enough for Jose to really. You know, push to try to get this guy into the team or the management. I, I don't think he's shown enough. Uh, I know he has good dribbling, uh, but other than that, I, I just think yeah, I think you're correct, Scott. I think it's just not not the type of player we we need right now.
0: Yeah, he was the star of IBA, um when when they got rele- relegated from La Liga. Um, I want to say twenty 2020, twenty 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 one um he was the shining light was it 21 22 no 2021 oh my god scott uh yeah he was the bright the shine uh, the brian in oh my god scott english he was the star of Ibar when they got relegated sorry i was trying to think of words It said it too quickly but um he seems to have disappointed and not he's been a bit overlooked if i was roman i completely agree with you straight cash get zaniolo wages off the of the, of the books to try and make a healthy profit. Just remember, Zaniolo was part of the Nigerian deal uh, in 2018 where it was, there was money plus Davide Santon and Zaniolo. I think, was it four and a half million for Zaniolo and 11 million for Davide Santon? Well, around those numbers which, what we were talking about earlier, nudge, nudge, wink, wink who knows but <laughs> yeah, I, I say in jest but yeah it i wouldn't go with, uh, for brian hill i would just go for straight money it seems oh, more lo- th- yeah, it seems more logic sorry joey
1: yeah i was just gonna say definitely uh, it it gives roma the chance to sign a player they want to sign rather than take one on and add them to the wages so
0: yeah completely that was the only question we got um Joey, do you have anything else to add? We've got games on tonight in Serie A. I think there's a game on at the moment. And there's a game kicking off in half hour. And then we've got Lazio and Milan, where I think both of us want both teams to just do rubbish and do fuck all and draw nil-nil, so it helps Roma. But we never know. I think Lazio won this game 3-0 last, last season. So, yeah, do you have anything else to add?
1: uh no I just hope well just hope Roma continue these uh open play goal score uh, score uh goals yeah. you know and I just hope they continue off this positive run and make a big push for champions League
0: hey, hey. Yeah. um um Guys, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Lemagicast. You can find all our previous episodes on com. You can find our podcasts on all podcast platforms so Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc. etc. Apologies for the technical issue, halfway through Joey's lovely monologue about Hakim Ziak and the potential replacement for Zaniolo. Um, apologies for, uh, if my sound is not sounding great. I am using my headphones and not my microphone. Um, We'll be back probably with a preview for the big game on Sunday. Uh, I haven't been in contact with anyone yet. I'm trying to line something up potentially uh, with a Napoli fan who was on in in the past. So we might have something then. If not, we'll have something on next week, reviewing the game and then previewing the Coppa Italia game against Cremonese next week. Joey, thank you very much for your time. We've probably uh, enjoyed your lunch talking talking to me about AS Roma in Canada. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. Take care. Um, guys, just enjoyed uh, the rest of the football this week. And for Roma, let's keep this this wonderful, wonderful run going. Never know. We could, could get a result at Napoli. He says, wink, wink, but we did get a point there in, in April, but for Roma, Ciao. Ciao.